Naked Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Gentlemen, welcome to an elegant weapon episode 118. I am your host. My name is Jay, the Jedi Ross. Please excuse me while I flick my pick. Is that a joint, man? Hello, crazy cats and kids. How you doing this evening? Welcome back to an elegant weapon. It's great to be here, chilling. Maxing and relaxing in the L5J studios. Coming back at you all chilled out and shit after two parts of a very exciting fan expo extravaganza. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, it was a really, really good time. Special thanks to all the people involved bringing that episode to you. Everyone I talked to, all you awesome, awesome people. Uh, tonight for me, it's Friday. I'm here. I'm chilling out. It's, uh, it was a long, hard week of work telling you i'm sure uh anybody else listening to this you had a long hard week of work uh you're probably enjoying your weekend or maybe you've held this off maybe you're enjoying this uh next monday when you're all fresh and brad is a daisy and uh heading to work or some kind of thing if you are listening to this in whatever capacity you're listening to this why gee thanks i appreciate you listening to this and uh, hopefully we bring you good times. So here we are, we're back. It's episode 118. I think I just said that. In fact, I know I just said that. So don't know why I said I think it when I know it, because I know what I thought I thought. So I didn't have to think it, because I already knew it. But, uh, you know, it's good to know things, because knowing is half the battle. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. All right. So, as I was saying earlier, you're doing whatever you're doing sitting there. And some of you who might be sitting there listening to this, in fact, for an absolute fact, I know some of you are listening to this while you may be drawing, or you may be writing, or you may be coloring, or you're just plain old creating something. Uh, You may be sitting there. You may be on the couch. You may be chilling out. You may have some slackers on. You may be just hitting up bowls. (laughs) 
Uh, now you may be thinking to yourself, but Jay, I'm not a big bowl guy, dude. I totally prefer the joints, man. Like, don't you like to sit back and just experience the whole experience of actually smoking a joint, dude? And I'm like, I'm totally with you, because I'm a spliff man myself. So, uh, that's what I'm doing here. I'm sitting here enjoying this spliff rambling on to you. Anybody who's listening to the show before, thank you. If you're new, this is how it rolls most of the time, at least when I'm alone. Things go a little nutty, but I'm not alone for long, so let me get into the bread and butter of things that are this evening's episode. This evening might not be, as we just talked about a bit of a whole bunch of timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly stuff. It could be any time of the day for you. For me, right now, again, it's Friday. Last night was Thursday, when I had a great conversation with a longtime friend and guest of this show, D.A. Bishop. He is writer, artist, and uh, comic book creator extraordinaire. He is out of the Toronto. He uh, is responsible for some of my favorite books, including Stranger and Of Stone. Of Stone number two is coming soon, too. I'm very, very excited about that because I really, really, really like Of Stone. So that's going to be coming. Um, But he's got a new project. In fact, he's got a brand new fucking Kickstarter. So, you you know, tonight's going to be full of plugs. Plugging this, plugging that, plugging every which way. Uh, He's got a new project out with Mr. Ricky Lima, who is a writer out of Brampton, Ontario, Canada. And uh, they have teamed up to bring a new book to you. It's called Deep Sea. It's an original graphic novel. Um, Ricky is uh, he's the writer behind a project called Black Hole Hunters Club. You can check that out along with D.A. Bishop's Stranger and Of Stone. Uh, it's good stuff, and it's out there. But they have come together. They have united. And uh, they have united to bring you, uh, like I just said, Deep Sea, original graphic novel. Uh, there's a Kickstarter. You can go check it out. The link is on nolegatweapon.ca. Uh, It'll be on our Facebook page as well. We do have a Facebook page. There is activity, and we have many friends that are there who will come together to enjoy uh, Star Wars and weed. Because so far, I can't find anywhere else on the internet for you to enjoy both Star Wars and weed at the same time in such a unified manner as you can here on an elegant weapon. But uh, tonight, as we often do, it's a comic book night. It's a comic book show, and we're talking about a brand new graphic novel. So it's D.A. Bishop and uh, Ricky Lima, and we're hanging out. We're talking about Deep Sea. We had a really good time, really good chat. I hope you enjoy these fellows and enjoy this episode. And uh, we will come back at you with something else next time. Sound good? Sounds grand. Sounds great. It's great. Hi, this is Ray Park. I play Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. If I could fly like birds on high, then straight to her What's new, fellas? <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Little, little, yeah. little bit of a project happening. <laughs> now, it's yeah. a uh, week and a bit's been, like, really stressful because... I've been trying to get the word out on Deep Sea Kickstarter. Well, yeah, it's an exciting event. Uh, Dave, you have graced yourself uh, onto our presence uh, many times before. Uh, but Mr. Ricky Lima, we have yet to meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 
honored to welcome you here. Have you guys not met? No. No. I swear that you did. No. No, this is the first time extravaganza yes, happening. Yes, nice to meet you, Jason. <laughs> nice to meet you as That's well. So exciting. And you're a Brampton boy, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I was born and raised in Brampton. <laughs> Brampton, uh, for you kids out there who don't know, is about uh, 10, 15 minutes north of me in the L5J here. <laughs> so how did you guys hook up? Where did you guys meet? Uh, it was at the Wizard Con when they still ran those in Toronto, right, David? Yeah. Yeah, they... Uh... The one WizardCon I went to, uh, I happened to be right next to the Stadium Comics, um, mm -hmm. Stadium Comics people, and so that's where I met Ricky. And Ricky's like, "Hey, what do you got?" It's like, "I got some comics." He's like, "Cool, I like comics." <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of yeah. that's kind of how and it went. Uh, yeah, no, totally. And then David posted like um, the Superman drawing that he did, and it blew me away. And then we started talking about what we could do. And yeah, and then Deep Sea came about, so crazy. That's exciting. You guys are actually one of the rare duos to get together not on Twitter these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, in, I don't in use Twitter very often. <laughs> it's, uh, it happens a lot that way. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's cool, though. So you guys met at a Wizard World, which they've pretty much given up Toronto at this point, I think. Yeah, um, they disappeared Yeah, from well, Canada. Really, didn't they? Uh, I'm not too sure. I don't know much else that happens outside my back door, but yeah. <laughs> I know they gave up here, and they were just. I, I went to two, and they were just miserable. They were just like sad. Really? Event. Oh yeah, they were. They were just not fun. There was hardly anyone there, and all the yeah. the guests just looked miserable. Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know if it happened to the other ones that I went to or what, but. Well, the the last one that was there, that I actually did really well on that one. Oh, that's good. It was one of my better cons, so I mean, I can't yes. complain really. So hopefully, they bring back WizardCon, eh, David? So you can... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, your that's... presence was uh, conspicuously missed at Fan Expo this year. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was my parents' 50th anniversary, David... so priorities really. Well, you kind of took a little break from cons in general to concentrate on this project here, didn't you? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's nice to do cons and everything, but it's also nice to do cons when you actually have new stuff. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get Deep Sea done. Well, you've so. been excited about this for a long time, man. I remember when you first told me about this, and it, mm. it was a while back, and you were stoked yeah. to get this going. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, now we're here. Now we're, I mean, we're almost at 50% within just over our first week. That's awesome. With the backing. So that is really exciting. But now... It's one of those things where you just can't sort of sit back and and wait for the money to roll in. You got to campaign and go out there, and it's it's this really weird thing because you know you don't want to be bugging people all the time, but you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I totally I, hear I you. Say again. I, I bet I'll lose a couple of friends on Facebook after this. <laughs> people just start unfollowing. It's nice that they have that unfollow option now. You don't have to unfriend people. You can just be like, yeah, yeah I yeah. just don't want to see your stuff anymore. Yeah. Now, Dave, I know you have uh, experience in the Kickstarter area. Ricky, is this your first Kickstarter? Have you ever done one before? Yeah. No. Well, I've been a part of the monstrosity ones, but I didn't like run them. So um, I kind of almost had secondhand knowledge of Kickstarter at that point, but yeah, this is my first one actually running, so it's pretty scary. Well, <laughs> but you did you did a lot of research before jumping in, though. 
Yeah. I mean, we also had a lot of time to do it, too. Because when we, when we initially thought about it, it wasn't even in Canada yet. So we had a, the opportunity to do a lot of research. And then when they launched in Canada, the Kickstarter guys actually came and had, like, a class kind of thing. So I went to that, and I was able to learn a lot about Kickstarter through that. So oh, uh, I was prepared, I think, when, I, when we launched. Well, anyone familiar with this show is familiar with Dave's history here because, uh, you know, I'm just a huge fan of Dave's work with uh, Stranger and now of Stone. Oh, it's just I just I just love it. And you haven't, you know, dipped your toe into the whole collaboration thing too often. And I know you were really excited about doing this one. So, mm-hmm. Ricky, why don't you uh, fill us in a little on uh, how you got into writing and what you've been up to and what your past, you know, entails? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, well, I was born in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. You know? um, I don't know. I've always been writing. Like, as a kid, I was always writing. And then um, my brother collected comics, so I'd read a lot of his comics. Uh, and then I kind of stopped reading comics, like, in high school, like, pretty much, like, everyone. And then in, in university, I took English with uh, creative writing uh, background. So I was doing a lot of that, and then I got back into comics, and I was like, man, you can tell some really awesome stories in comics. <laughs> like and This was when I was reading like uh, like Alan Moore and stuff like that, and uh, a lot of like Grant Morrison stuff and Mark Millar stuff. And, uh, and yeah, I was like, I could do this. So then <laughs> I started writing comics. Uh, I never really worked with anyone for like the first three years of me writing comics. And then, uh, then I met David, yeah, and then we just started. We worked on DC. And then now it's like, you know, I'm working on Black Hole Hunters Club, which is like a sci-fi book. Um, you know, there's others on the way and stuff. So it's just crazy. Nice. Where'd you go to university? I went to York University. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> you've got a nice little edumacation behind you there. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that. I, our second year, there was a strike. so I. I oh, was, were you there then? <laughs> yeah. I remember that, that strike. Yeah. Yeah. That whole year was basically like a waste. Yeah, it was pretty much a wash, wasn't it? That's that's nutty, boo. Yeah. So this, okay, Deep Sea, which is your new graphic novel, started as an original short story, yes? Yeah. Now, how did that come about? That was the initial just, hey, let's just do something easy and kind of just do a short story together? Or? Well, that yeah. was from the from the Superman drawing that, that Ricky mm-hmm. saw. Oh, okay. But I remember um, from my initial trying to attempts of getting artists to work with me, um, it was always unsuccessful because I always had these such like grand ideas and stuff. And when you're not paying people, it's kind of hard to get. Them <laughs> yeah. So you had the you had the idea for the story before you approached Dave. You're, you're no, like... no. David did the Superman drawing, and I was like, hey, we should do something that is small and minimal because I figured David would say yes if I, okay. <laughs> if I <gave> those words. <laughs> nice. So then, um, so yeah, then we figured out what we could do, and then. The whole thing was like a, just a brainstorming session about the original story. We were thinking because we wanted to do the blue and red color scheme, like in the. because well, we were, we were originally going to do it with blue and red ballpoint pen. Yeah. Okay. But then we figured it wouldn't really translate too well when you're printing it and stuff. So we um so we we're figuring like what what would work with blue and red, and we we're figuring like oil and water or like blood and water. So. That's, that's where it came from. <laughs> wow. So uh, the story came from the art. 
like yeah. from the uh, like the original ideas for how you kind of wanted to do this, Dave, and that you kind of the story came out of that. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it, and then Ricky was mentioning something about you know this sort of giant sea creature that's that's underwater, and there's a diver and blah blah blah. And so I doodled up another little blue and red sketch. And Ricky's like, oh, yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> you can actually see both of those images on Kickstarter. We posted them in yeah. the update section, so you can actually check those out there. That is really cool because you never hear it done that way where you, where <laughs> someone's like, okay, I have this way. I have this art idea, this color scheme. Where do we go? And then a story is born of that. That's, yeah, that's totally weird. cool. I mean, with the with the original graphic novel we have now, that wasn't like based on that. That's all like you know. We um, after the first one came out, it was so successful that we're like, man, we need to come up with more. So then the story kind of came more traditionally that way. You know, I was thinking about how we can build off of that and stuff. So okay, so because I I'm kind of curious because uh, after reading it, it was. A surprise when it turned out that your lead patricia was a girl yeah <laughs> now when you yeah. did the original short story in your mind was that a girl was that a woman in the suit well no i wrote it as a male and then david said hey let's what if what if this diver was a female and then i looked at the script and i was like man if if she was a if the diver was a female that'd be totally weird the way the captain's talking to her uh, so then that kind of introduced a whole new dynamic. So we didn't even change the script. We just changed the gender and it like totally made it uh, really interesting all of a sudden oh, to read, you know? Totally did. Totally did. I was like, whoa, he's getting creepy. But, that that's captain. The funny because, well, because people, people sort of were assuming that the diver was male. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, it's an automatic assumption. You just, mm -hmm. you know, it's just nature. Yeah. I guess. It's, it's almost like we've a, been ingrained with. Yeah. But yeah, that was a cool twist when that happened. I was like, "Oh, things are different now." <laughs> fucking... It's funny that that's a twist, you know. And, oh, it's like, it <laughs> well, it is a bit of a twist because I mean, you got this original story you're working off, and when you know that story and have read that story already, it's uh, you have a certain idea in your head because you know how when you're when you're reading a short story, you don't you're really really concentrating on that story. You're really yeah. in it's it's short stories are great for being in the moment and you're not really letting your imagine. It's not like when you're reading a novel and you're really picturing where this is happening or, you know, if you're reading a graphic novel, there's so many pages that are just, you know, transition panels. Right. Mm. But when you're doing a short story, I find at least for me, I'm like right there. So I'm not really expanding much on, you know, where this person came from or who they are. For me, I'm right there in what's happening. And then it's cool for you guys to step up and be like, okay, now we're going to do it and continue it in a way that, you know, is that imagining itself almost. You guys will start adding more layers to it, where this, you know, backstory and this, this and that. And uh, I, I love that kind of thing. You know what I mean? When something builds yeah. off something else, it's, that's great because there's all these surprises that you didn't yeah. even consider, right? Right, yeah. It's, it almost changes the original piece based on what what happens in the future, you know what I mean? Totally, so. totally does, yeah. You guys are blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this kind of, like, uh, these characters with, like, fluid genders and, and, like, all that kind of stuff, it's almost like the theme of the book, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of the characters, 
I created thinking about one 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 kind of way of looking at them, and then David came at them with a completely different way, and they like changed the dynamics and made it so much better. Like, like I don't know, David took my script and just made it better. <laughs> it's well, that's the beauty of collaboration and the beauty of yeah. comic books. It can happen that way or vice versa all the time. And then when you get a nice pairing that comes together, you're just like, oh my god, Batman's the best it's ever been. Now, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> You just yeah. get these team ups that are just like, and yeah, these like, you know, S- Snyder and Capullo, and Capullo has been around for a while. You know what I mean? And you know who's gonna come along and make his work that much better? You know, even he probably thought that to himself, which I'm pretty sure he did in the beginning. And then when you start seeing what you can bring to each other's work, it's like, right on. This is fucking just getting better, like you say. You know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. Snyder and Capullo and Lima and Bishop. There you go, Both right legends. there, yeah. right there. Or legends in the making. Bishop Lima, I could be like a piece. Oh, no, the writer always goes first, though, doesn't it? Uh, whatever. That's what I say. The writer, writer than artist. I think no. that's the. I think that's the old school way of doing things. Yeah. But in comics, the artist is more important. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Stand by Me. It makes me think of uh, like Stephen King's The Body. And then, you know, or when they take these short stories and have to turn them into an entire movie, that's pretty much new collaborators coming in and adding on top and yeah. and layers. And uh, yeah, because I know you've been excited about this forever. You've been so used to working alone, which, uh, yeah. you know, you in your own right. So it's re- it was really fun to read the book and see you having to draw with uh, with other influence, which it diff- it, right. di- it definitely affected your styling, too. Oh, yeah? You think? Oh, I think it absolutely did. What, it absolutely I mean, they... brought something a little, you know, different to your usual, you know, technique. I can see that, yeah. Well, one of the exciting challenges with, with working with a writer, and I always say, you know, working with Ricky, is that Ricky, you know, when we started, Ricky doesn't know what I can and can't draw. He's just telling his story, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's a challenge for me to say, okay, how am I going to draw this? I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know how to do this. And then, but then to sort of go through the process and figure it out and make it happen. Um, I mean, that was exciting for me. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we launched Deep Sea, the first one, you weird. Uh, David would do sketches on the books, and someone's like, "Oh, uh, can you draw like a shark or something?" Dave's like, "I've never drawn a shark before. It was the first time I ever drawn a shark." <laughs> No, like, when, oh, no when you did the um, well, there's a shark in the book. Oh yeah, yeah, there's a shark in the book. <laughs> so it wasn't the first time I did a shark. <laughs> yeah, second. <laughs> well, it's 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 you don't you don't know what you can do, you know. Like uh, mm-hmm. our friend Sean Daly, uh, artist Sean Daly, it still blows my mind that he just picked up a pencil for the first time three years ago. Yeah. And he's blowing, he's drawing some calm, like fantastic. high he's level fantastic. shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're like, oh yeah. That's obviously just been in you forever, and you never, it never <laughs> ever occurred to you <laughs> to draw something. <laughs> like I've talked to him, he didn't even doodle as a kid. Really? Yeah, he never doodled. He never drew. He was always a musician. He always oh, played I hate music. That guy. Yeah. I hate that guy. And then one day he's like, <laughs> "I think I'll try this drawing thing." Fucking, you're like, "Fuck." <laughs> well, because I sat across from him at, uh, I think it was last year's fan expo. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I hadn't met him yet, but I saw his stuff. I was like, oh, that guy's stuff's pretty good. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's cool, Sean Daly? Yes, yeah. Sean Daly yeah. dot C-A. C-A for Canada, bitches. Is it Sean S-H-A-W-N? Correct. 
Yes. Yeah, he's good stuff. He's also like the quintessential Canadian. He's just too nice. Like uh, Derek and Kevin of Drunk on Comics podcast. They uh, came to Fan Expo this year. And uh, they met Sean. And Sean tried to give him free prints. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they were like, what? No, what do you mean? We're going to pay for them. And Sean was like, no, really. Just take, he's just <laughs> he's just ridiculous that way. <clears throat> Coughing mute. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun year this year, man. Uh, have you ever made it out to Fan Expo, Ricky? Yeah, we were there this year. Um, it was... Um... It was a really great show for us. We just launched uh, issue five of Black Hunters Club, and so we got that book um, Saturday morning, and we sold it by Sunday morning. So it was crazy. Okay, fill me in because I've heard of Stadium Comics, but I'm not too super familiar with the outfit. So you you say we and who's we and what's the deal oh, there? So uh, we would be me and Shane Heron who does Black Hunters Club. Uh, stadium wasn't there because they don't, um, they didn't like table at, uh, at Fan Expo. Okay. So I, like I worked at stadium on, um, like, I guess like semi full time, I guess at this point. Okay. So I, that yeah, would make I it part time, wouldn't it? <laughs> if you're semi full time. I work a lot, but not like so much. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the, like, I work with them and I do like the uh, stuff with them, but then on the side I do, um, like the the self publishing and stuff. So okay, groovy, groovy. I got it now. Yeah. So it's an actual so the shop week... then, yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's oh, a store in, uh, in in Chopper's World, and yeah, they've been super supportive of everything we do and everything I do, and it's uh you know being with them and like having their support really helps with sales and stuff. <laughs> well, they're, they're a super supportive group. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the LCSs are great for that. If you, you know, like, you know, I only know certain ones pretty well, but they're they're always such good dudes most of the time. It's very yeah. rare that you actually meet comic book guys, you know. Ooh, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. But mm-hmm. I do find though that every comic book has its comic book guy. Like it may not be the owners, but there's some comic book guy type dude who hangs out on like Sunday mornings for like eight hours, kind of shit. Like, I, th- yeah. I think that's definitely true. So, <laughs> and we're blessed. We're fucking lucky around here. The amount of comic shops in the GTA. Yeah, there's like, there's a ton of them, and and they're good ones too. Yes, yeah, and they all and it's neat because there's different kinds. Like uh, mm-hmm. even around here, like I'm in Mississauga. And just over in Oakville, you've got shops like Conspiracy, which doesn't have back issues. They are pure graphic novels and, like, the top 20 new issues. And they purely run off that. And then you've got uh, Comic Connection, which just moved from Kerr down to Spears. And they've got just walls of long boxes and a giant warehouse for, like, set up with tables for magic tournaments and shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's just awesome. Then you got my two guys over at Altered States here in Clarkson, and it's just that's just the most atypical comic shop you could ever see. <laughs> Why is that? It's just these two brothers, and they're like, I don't know. It's just these two brothers who run this shop, and it's it's hard to explain because it's quaint. There's a lot of history behind them because they've been in two different places on Lakeshore. Then they moved to a third, and the restaurant beside them was blown up in an arson thing. And 
and uh, <clears throat> yeah, this, the the oven blew straight out the front of the shop out onto the Lakeshore Road. Jeez Louise! Uh, and the wall that caught fire was their classic comic wall. Oh no! And just happened to be the weekend that they had emptied all their fucking back issues to put into new baggies. Oh. So they had all these old back issues just sitting out on stack. And the smoke damage was just fucking insane. So they lost 200,000 comic books. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's yeah. heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. It was uh, it, it was heartbreaking until they got their insurance. Yeah. And it wasn't as heartbreaking, but still heartbreaking <laughs> that yeah. the actual comics are gone. But uh, they turned around and got another spot just up the street and restocked and started over. And it's just a quiet, quaint little shop. It's not crazy. And they don't have, like, big events or, you know. Clarkson's Clarkson's a nice little spot. I was down there a while ago. Yeah, it's one of those typical little Main Street type, you know, areas. And uh, these two guys are just two brothers, and they've been doing it for 25 years. And they're, you know, they're nerdy and geeky in the way that they know their shit, and they're kind of geeks. But and that's also... uh, Altered States is the name of the place. Yeah, Altered States. Are they big fans of independent comics that are on Kickstarter? <laughs> they, well, here's the thing: they're not. They love comics, but they're kind of old school, and that they know they read every Marvel comic ever printed, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. they couldn't tell you tons about the independents, or they yeah. just don't. They come from a time when that didn't wasn't like it is now right where mm-hmm. everybody's pushing something but that's that's when we go back to, to the different types of comic book shops that you have because there are shops that are really gung-ho about independent stuff yes. then you have the other shops that are like predominantly marvel and dc but then you have still more shops that are you know they do have some comics but they're mostly card gaming focused yes know, which happens a lot yeah there's uh i don't know if you're familiar with labyrinth yeah yeah, there's one by Sheridan College in Oakville there, and uh, I think there's one downtown as well. But this guy who runs these two shops, he's a, like an art dealer, and oh, like yeah? original yeah. comic art dealer and stuff, and like wow. like straight up art dealer. So his shops are pure hobby, like one's for his wife to run and one's for like someone else to run or something. And I, there's hardly a comic in it. It's all novellas, graphic novels, manga, mm-hmm. art books, and like you know the art of Jim Lee type stuff. Like, and that's really cool because that's a neat little niche. Like, uh, there's not many comic shops that don't have comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like an yeah. art bookstore, but it's also not like artsy artsy. So <laughs> it's it's yeah. really cool. It makes sense that it's right there by the college Sheridan, which is you know. Won't be a college much longer anymore, I hear, either, eh? Yeah. I heard they're changing everything to, like, university degrees yeah. and stuff, so. Yeah. They're stepping. Hey, oh, they're it... following into uh, OCAD's footsteps. Yeah, totally. I mean, Disney's been hiring straight out of there for, like, 15, 20 years now, so. Oh, no, longer, longer, because I, really? I, did, I did my first year at Sheridan, and they were waving that flag then, too. Really? Holy jeez. Yeah. What, that was more than 20 years ago, Dave? <laughs> <clears throat> yes, it certainly was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you're looking good, sir. <laughs> Thanks. I got a young wife. She keeps me young. <laughs> it's the art. You express yourself through the art, and it, it keeps your heart young, keeps your head young. Yeah. That's good times. <laughs> the cage is gone, eh? The bar. <laughs> Do you remember the cage? 
Which cage? Uh, the bar. It was called the cage nope. in Sheridan. Nope. No? Really? Wow. No, well, I was not, I'm not a bar type of guy. Oh, well, there was like a campus bar, you know, and it was just like an empty room that they served beer in, and it was called the cage. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but now it's – I don't know if you've been back there recently, but – no. Oh, that place has gotten huge, and there's like fast food joints all inside, and there's wow, like an really? actual pub. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gotten really, really hardcore. So yeah, they couldn't get away with being a college anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, eh? Like, no, you got to step it up now. <laughs> That's fun though. But uh, getting back to what we were originally talking about, the one thing about Deep Sea is it's fucked up, man. <laughs> it is. Ricky. It's uh, it's yeah. to- no, it's the both of you. The way it's come together, like yeah, it's a fucked up story, but the way you've drawn it is kind of fucked up too, man. <laughs> oh, we had a lot of fun with that. Can we put that on the book, David? Can we have like a quote? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a classic fucking elegant weapon quote quote too. It's yeah. fucked up, man. <laughs> but no, I you know what I mean. It's just it's I it's not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. At so all. What, what were you expecting? I was expecting uh, more of like a, it, more of it occurring underwater, mm-hmm. to be uh, for for the first thing. You just you know you hear that, and uh, but I didn't know too much to expect. But because I I'm not familiar with your work, but I'm familiar with Dave's. Yeah. So I I kind of had this idea of how I thought it was gonna look, and it's far more. It's kind of in between what you've done before with Stranger and of Stone, mm-hmm. because Stranger has this certain like feel and mood to it, which is just like awesome. And then you've got your kind of fantasy deal with of Stone, where you just mm-hmm. kind of let yourself go nuts. Yeah. Like I like the fact that sometimes I gotta take a double look at some of your panels and be like, what the fuck is going on there? Because <laughs> like you, it's not it's that you've you've created these creatures that are just so anatomically fucking awkward yeah that it's sometimes it's hard to figure out what's going where and yeah but you know with the ogres and stuff you still kind of you know you 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 know what i loved about the fucking dark creatures and everything too you can still kind of tell but then in this book you got like you know your real world stuff going on with your human characters and stuff Mm mm-hmm and then you threw this fucking shit into the mix. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? Like, do you even yeah. know what you're drawing? Like, <laughs> nope. No, yeah, it's sometimes uh... that is like, you know, the tentacles and stuff. You're like, whoa, like you don't know where the tentacles are coming from, or like, you know, how they're attached to the monsters. So, yeah, yes, like sometimes cool. I'm looking at pictures and I'm kind of thinking I'm getting the idea of what Dave was thinking in his head is happening in that panel, mm-hmm. but I'm still I'm not a hundred percent sure because I'm just like I think this is what's happening here mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he intended that, but it just looks so fucked up that it's awesome and you just well, like that's I guess like I would say that's another theme to the book too is. You know, everyone's gonna really look at it differently and kind of interpret it in their own ways, and I'm totally open to that. Like, I want people to to read it and look at it and kind of interpret their own interpretations. You know what I mean? Oh, you can't help it. Like, everyone's yeah. gonna. There's certain things you're gonna look at in this book and be like, you know, because certain things you do lay out. You do lay out like this, like the surprise of her actually end up being a her. And because uh, and then the creepiness of the way that the captain was talking to her, you're like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> yeah. 
and so you're you know you're all you're in real world mode and then all of a sudden you're like you know shit just starts going nuts and you're like what is happening sludge it's also a drug what the fuck (laughs) yeah because that i didn't get at first either i was like what the fuck they're rubbing honey on them or some shit and then you know (laughs) but like you made it like it it made sense right it wasn't like nonsensical (laughs) no it completely made sense that's what i'm saying like it led you along well do you know what i mean like you're in this situation where you kind of don't know what the fuck's happening but you're you're understanding it as it's being laid out to you and we've we've put a few references like throughout the book that we were suggesting things but we're not coming right out and saying them so you know if you go back and you read and you you take a look uh you may notice, notice certain discrepancies that go to explain a lot without us actually sort of holding your hand and saying this is this this is that Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would yeah. never want to do that either. Like, if someone came up to me, he's like, "Oh, what does this mean?" Like, I wouldn't tell them because you know. Well, it's like, it's like I, I really like movies that just sort of let your imagination go and you make your own connections. But you go and you watch these movies that, um, you know, they explain every single little thing to you. It, yeah. just, it takes the magic out of it. And they tell you how you're supposed to feel. Like the yeah. one, the one great, awesome. I think maybe the best thing about this book is the way you guys have laid it out in uh, a non-judgmental way. You're like, this is the story. You, your own morals, you're gonna feel on your own. You know, like yeah. you're, you, you're gonna feel right and wrong about whatever. You guys totally awesome. leave that up to the reader. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad that you felt that. <laughs> oh, I absolutely did because I'll admit, I'm 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 still a bit confused by the end. Okay. I'm still not because, like, I know what happened, obviously, because I read the book. But like, what does it mean? Yes, what does it mean? Is how do I feel about this? That's what I'm left with. My absolute immediate initial response was, how do I feel about this? I'm not too sure, and it left me thinking. It's not like this book made me think tons while I was reading it Mm -hmm. because it was laying out the story. But then all of a sudden, bam! At the end, I was like, what? What? What am I thinking right here? Like. And that's brilliant. The way you guys did that was great. Oh, man, that was thanks. well, no, it was good. It was because like you left me thinking about it. It's not a book that I just put down and immediately forgot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a book that I read. Oh, we're and, thankful for that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what I mean, though. It's yeah. not that I forgot, but you know, it was like, oh, hey, that's the story. That's the beginning, middle, and end, and that's what happened. Yeah. You know, the way this story ends, you're absolutely left with a sense of at least me personally, and I really reiterate me saying me personally because I really do think that everybody's going to have their own takeaway from this story. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I remember when I was writing it, I kind of had the idea of this city was almost created without um, any kind of morality like attached to it, you know what I mean? So there was no like kind of religion attached to the city. There was no politics attached to the city. It's just kind of, well, I guess there is kind of politics with, like, all the fuel stuff, but <laughs> there's no, like, kind of hard-set morality that people live by in the city. So I was trying to think of what what is what the people in that city would be like without, you know, these moral compasses telling them how they should act, you know what I mean? Well, you did have a few, though. Like, <laughs> you know, like, without spoiling too much, you have your one main character who's kind of involved with the main character, but he... You know, he right off the bat is kind of like, you know, he's he's got a moral compass. So, you know, the city's it's not like all bad, you know, it's 
I see what you're saying. Like they've like today, it, it mirrors today perfectly in a lot of sensibilities of how we just ignore how we get the shit that we get. Mm-hmm. Whether it's our food or our fuel or whatever it is, we don't care where it comes from as long as it's clean and packaged and we it keeps on coming, right? Yeah. So you guys took you guys beautifully took that idea and you know wrapped it up into this very original story, and yeah, you totally hit the nail on the head there, you know. Oh hey, thanks. Um, and interesting thing about that character that you're talking about, um, I believe like when. When we created, um, it's like a, a transgender transgender character, so it's... Uh, no, that's not the one I'm talking no, about. I'm talking about, about the black John, dude. The assistant. Yeah, oh, the assistant, okay. the black oh, dude. Yeah. Never mind that. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah. yes, uh, it's Amber, yeah? Was yeah. Amber, yeah. Yeah, Amber, totally, you know, for being a messed up dude slash dudette, it, it, he was still a good dude, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like absolutely, you you did yeah. have some goodness in these people. <laughs> yeah, even though she was like kind of uh, thrown away by society, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, she just had to like live kind of on on her own. So. Yeah, it's well, it was nice though, you know that the, there were the good in this, and then that's why you as well as other characters the cool thing about this ending as well is that the characters in the book themselves are as kind of surprised in the same way that you are mm-hmm. you, they're left with a lot of them are left with the same feeling that i was left with i, I believe of what the fuck <laughs> well because a lot of people don't really know what's happening but they're just being told you know go here do this get this make this happen and yes. they don't they're not given like the full picture of what's happening and then when they're thrown into it they they don't know how to react right yeah it's yeah, totally so. messed up. You don't know and what you like. Do. How do you react? You know, this is like something that's completely foreign to anybody. You know, how would you react? It's almost yeah. like you being complete shocked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, don't spoil it. But okay. <laughs> the the actual creature itself from the original story. Mm-hmm. In your head, does it have a name? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I've never thought of a name for yeah. it. So you guys, this guy, this was a really natural flow for you guys then. So it's not like you sat down and did a whole bunch of back no. work. And... Even if you read the script that I sent David, like the characters don't even have names. Okay? No. <laughs> it's always diver, <laughs> assistant, uh, homeless person. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, Amber, Amber really was the only one that was, like her name was used more than yeah any other i suppose but like when when ricky brought amber to me when we were talking about it it was you know sort of like a scruffy old homeless dude mm-hmm. you know what i mean ambrosius was just this this scruffy helpful uh, okay and, and that's kind of like cliche you know that like scruffy homeless guy but then david took it and it made it so much better <laughs> yeah see david did to it what i think he's done to certain times in stranger too and i call it it's when he toronto something <laughs> well what does that mean it means there's you can almost tell with some toronto writers that and artists i find the same thing with steven berger there's just something that's if you live in toronto you'll meet a, it's like you could almost see that dude in toronto he's really he's really fantastic do you know what i mean yeah like he's it's just something familiar to us living in this area in a way as crazy as that sounds but I could easily see see you taking something as simple as, 
you know, a, a scruffy, helpful homeless person and Torontoing them, and all of a sudden they're, yeah. you know, transgendered. Well, and... well because I mean, we're, <laughs> we're taking something that's that's sort of, um, I don't want to say a trope, that's, not, but I mean, sort of an, the iconic sort of figure of of the yeah. homeless old man, right? And you know, flipping it on its head a little bit. And I remember when I, I read the script that Ricky gave me, and I was actually walking through Toronto and there was actually this, this homeless dude. I'm just like, you know, for a homeless dude, that guy's kind of pretty. <laughs> but then, but then it, like it was just running through my head, right? Just, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Cause I'm always trying to make things more interesting. And it's like, okay, well, what if, you know, Amber, instead of being this scruffy old man, you know, became, uh, became who she is. And now there's, I just feel there's a lot more weight to her. There's a lot more backstory. There's a lot more substance to her where, you know, she's just not this, uh, what you'd expect her to be. Yeah. And we, it's not like we kind of beat people over the head with it. I don't even think there's a mention of it at all in the book. And about what? About the, her being transgender. It's nope. just like, you know, it's no, not, it's not the not. fact of who she is, who she is in her character and you know that's almost something that you'll find out if you ever read like a character bio if we ever release it which yeah. i mean you know it's like, <laughs> i don't think we will but <laughs> but i mean again i mean it's not it it's not something that was important to the story mm -hmm. yeah you know i mean it's important to her character you know but to the story itself it's well i'm left with so much after questions like how how is this going to unfold you know and i don't want to spoil it so i'm not going to go into those questions no, but no. But I, I have questions. Well, you know, like... funny, funny you say that. I did um, – I remember initially we were going to – like right after I wrote the script, I wanted to do like something after. And so I have an idea of kind of what would happen after. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it will be like a stretch goal or something. It might be neat if you close it off with another short story. Yeah, you know maybe. what I mean? Like it's a nice graphic novel yeah, that's like sandwiched between two fucking awesome short stories. Maybe in like another two years we'll release the short story. Because <laughs> I I wasn't sure if you were gonna actually if it was like a if it was gonna be kind of a remake. You know how some people will take like a oh, short yeah, story yeah. and like yeah. redo it into a larger. But no, this was a straight up continuation of mm -hmm. something. You we started, were initially so. not even gonna put in the eight pages in the book, uh, and then we we sent it off to someone to read, and he was like. Unless you don't, if you don't put the eight pages in, then the beginning is total crap because you don't know what's going on. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, it's so a, we're like, damn. So we we put it in. And, yeah, you know, no, that was a smart move. I'd agree. Yeah, I would have been a little lost. I don't think it would have been complete crap. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just would have been like, what is happening? Like, yeah, it would have been a little confusing. But when you do know. You're like, oh, look where this is going. Now they're out of the ocean. I really, I expected a like an ocean adventure story, horror thriller type thing. Yeah, yeah. maybe we should have did that, but yeah. No, it's great. You guys went all fucking social contemporary, make you think fucking shit, and well, that's you know that's awesome. So it's good times indeed. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate you guys giving me a little bit of a sneak peek, and uh, you know, it was it was really good times, but. I've always come to expect pretty much goodness out of Dave here. So uh, awesome! It's neat that uh, it was cool. It's cool to see the way you you, you kind of got into your art without having to do the story, like going off someone else's kind of deal. Like, did you find yourself uh, 
thinking more about the art than you generally would, or do you usually put as much time into it? No, I always, I mean, I'm always going to give whatever I can to it. You know, it's, um, with the words there, it was already, I mean, it's helpful. Right. To not have to worry about putting words in or who's saying what or anything like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave that to Ricky. <laughs> I, yeah. You do your own lettering though, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I did recognize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, we got a font um, from a woman named Alice. Uh, she was practicing some letters, and I said, hey, that letter, I really like the way you did those letters. Can I borrow it? Oh, neat. Yeah, and she yeah, said, yeah. sure. So. <laughs> well, that's cool. It's nice when you can borrow from others and such. Yeah. Um, so uh, you've been busy doing your other stuff, though, as well, because I'm really looking forward to Of Stone 2. That's going to happen, yeah. Yeah, so you're all, you're all into that, yeah? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'll probably – up some preview pages once i get them done um but i have that and then i'm working on a sci-fi comic called valley of stars um i don't know when that'll be done but sometime after of stone 2 i think is that just you or are you trying yep. another yep, no, just yeah me. yeah yep. is yeah. of stone 2 gonna be in color david uh probably yeah whoa what really yeah, yeah. but i mean I'll, I'll probably release it on comiXology and then see where it goes from there yeah, we got to get that book around more. Like it's it, it's not like like where do you sell the actual physical issues other than online and at cons? Well, I mean, Stadium has it. Uh, the Layer out in Newfoundland has it. Um, you know, when I when I go to vacation with with my family in places, I always look up. You know, what sort of what stores are in the area of where I'm vacationing and bring some books with me. Okay. Well, and, say, say someone likes a book, how can they get their LCS to pick it up? Um, they can tell their LCS to contact me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I mean, it, it's hard to hustle your indie books because I mean, the local comic shops, they, they run a risk carrying books that might not sell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, sure. it's always nice when they, when they're willing to sort of say, you know, Hey, I'll, I'll take your books and, and uh, sell them for you on consignment. I mean, consignment's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Well, yeah, it's a good way but, to start. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. when I go in there and I'd, I'd sort of cold call these shops and say, hey, my name's Dave Bishop. I make comics. Would you like some? It, it's hard. It's uh, – I was reading uh, Ryan Stegman's blog the other day. And he was writing – somebody asked him a question. That's how he does his blog, eh? Like he gets a question and then he'll do a whole blog on it. And somebody asked him, how would you get your start? Like typical question kind of thing. But I'm curious. What did you do? And he's like, I just got my shit everywhere. Yeah. Like I got it so – I got it so far out online that you could get it on like every third website on the internet. Like yeah. he was just yeah. like – you just got to flood it out there and like yeah. – Hope something sticks, and you know if people like it, they're gonna like it. So you just gotta keep hustling constantly. Yeah. So uh, tell us all about the big big hustle. The Kickstarter is under Deep Sea. Is that what it's? Uh, if you go to Kickstarter, if you just search Kickstarter, you can see uh, you'll find Deep Sea. And Deep Sea yeah. OGN, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's we're just trying to hustle. We're updating every day, annoying everyone. And what kind of uh, goodies do you got going? 
Uh, we got a lot of stuff. You main like the main stuff, like the middle tier stuff, is like uh, poems and drawings because the original Deep Sea came with poems that people uh, could get with the book, and so we got that. And then a <laughs> hundred poems in one day. <laughs> what oh, you did a hundred sketches? Well, we sold we sold a hundred books in in one day. Yeah, that's true. So so each shit. one came with a, a drawing and a. a and a poem. And so a, that was original real... poem? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty crazy. That's beautiful, fellas. <laughs> it's beautiful. Hey, and uh, so, yeah, so we're doing that. David, uh, we have one $60 tier where you can get a sketch in the book from David. Yep. Uh, and then original art, like original pages from the book. So. Oh, but uh, speaking of, of, of Stone and Black Hole Hunters Club, we also have an $80 tier which is the creator C, which means that you get copies of all our books. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So you get Black Hole Hunters Club, Stranger, Squirrels, and of Stone. Very nice. As will well you... as the Deep Sea book. Will you have signed said books? I will sign yeah. every book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not, right? Uh, awesome. And uh, where can these people find you guys uh, personally on the, on the tweets and the, and the such? I'm uh, at King K Rule, so that's King K R U L E on uh, Twitter. And on Facebook, I'm just Ricky Lima. Yeah, just simple stuff. Simple stuff. Twitter, uh, I'm at Renard. Uh, Instagram is at Renard Bishop. Renard.tumblr.com. And on Facebook, you can uh, look for Renard. And there's a Deep Sea Facebook page as well. Oh, is there? Where we try okay. to keep people posted up on the, what's happening. All right, kids, I will also put a link up to that, and I will share that page on an Elegant Weapons Facebook page, and you will see it there. Thank you, sir. No, thank you guys, uh, everybody, for real. Check out Deep Sea by uh, Ricky and Dave here. It's very original. It's That's very thought-provoking. Uh, you know, and I'm sure if you're interested, check out these guys' other stuff too because uh, I'm going to get myself more familiar with Ricky's work here. But uh, as I know from experience that uh, Mr. D.A. Bishop's work is just above reproach. And if you like zombies, please check out Stranger. And if you like really cool fantasy shit, check out Of Stone. Yeah. Um, guys. If you, like, if you like sci-fi, lethal weapon style action. Yeah. Bounty Hunters. Bounty Hunters, Black Hole Hunters Club. Very cool. And uh, do you do that completely? Like, Do you draw that one or who's – no, I work with uh, Shane Heron, and he uh, he illustrates and I write. And, yeah, we're up to issue five right now. So. Impeccable oh, Shane Heron. Yeah, so it's about like 70 pages, I think. Holy shit. Okay, yeah. and where can people get that? Uh, we have a Facebook page, Black Hole Hunters Club, on Facebook. Uh, and then attached to that, there's a Store Envy store, and people can buy it through that. Very, very cool. It's very exciting to have you gentlemen on the show. I've had a thoroughly good, entertaining time learning about Thanks, your fucking madness. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, keep coming with the madness, kids. That's Ricky and Dave. That's good times. We're going to come back at you. Oh, yeah, just a quick uh, – let me say a quick thank you to uh, everybody involved uh, in the last two episodes of this show which were, in fact, our annual Fan Expo Parts 1 and 2, which usually Mr. Bishop is a part of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had a really, really cool time, and uh, it was a really explosive year this year. So everybody who took the time to talk with us, thank you very much, and to the organizers and such. Kids, Kickstarter, do it. How many days are left? 
At 21, I think. 21, and you're almost at 50%. Yeah. That is incredibly easy to do. So kids, go get out there and do it. That is all we're going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Take it easy.